A quick update before we start this episode. Um, we had some discussions with the Lit Match team earlier this week, and due to some time commitments and uh, that sort of thing, Lit Match will be closing down at the end of this month. Um, we will be continuing the podcast. We have already switched over ownership of uh, the podcast directory and all the information, so no need to resubscribe or re-download or update any of your information. It was an easy switch on our side, so we're going to still be publishing, and nothing will be changing from your perspective as the audience. DIY, baby! This is a folk punk podcast now. We, uh, we're getting team stick and pokes and uh, we only serve light beer in dirty basements. This is a full do-it-yourself. Expect uh, more chaos, more free, more live, more cams. Uh, I haven't ever actually met any of the wonderful people at Lit Match, uh, but it's been an absolute joy to work with them and a really unexpected and challenging and exciting and uh honestly like vulnerable as hell process to do this uh and it's a really cool project that i'm really proud of and we are really proud of and uh i'm so grateful for all of the work you guys put into it thanks so much uh and i can't wait to hang out sometime and now we don't have to pretend it's business and not pleasure yeah uh second seconding all of that um I know Chris and Mary Helen personally, and and about a year ago, the two of them sort of brought up this idea of starting a podcast network, and I said, hell yeah, because I've got an idea for a podcast, and um, it has been an incredible year, and I don't think this project ever would have gotten off the ground without their guidance, love, support, feedback, encouragement, and we will... uh, miss them as business partners dearly but thankfully we have the rest of our lives to be together and go with god friends go with god friends uh and without further ado let's get to the episode (laughs) we're having fun this episode Boise, hi, we're here. We are. We're queer. We're recording a podcast. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> recording a podcast. Um, to open the podcast, uh, hi. One of my other very best friends has uh, does. Oh come on, you can do it. You can do it. Make the words. Uh, runs a poetry workshop. And they recently put out a zine, which is titled The Zilly, uh, because it's important to be silly, because, like, silliness is good and cool. And um, that is the tone of this pod today, because uh, we have both laughed so hard we've cried maybe, like, thrice in the past ten minutes. So, (laughs) coming at you live... Let's get silly. 
Not that we need to give Joe Rogan any airtime on our podcast. By Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Full stop. (laughs) You don't have to lean into it. You're you're perfect the way you are. (laughs) It's so far away from where I am if I sit up too. And I know that that's the point. Um, And I'm never leaning in a Joe Rogan way. As we've established, I'm leaning in in a Gossip Girl way. Because you are all my, my dearest friends but it's it's out of arms (laughs) this is what you wanted the whole time this is why you told me i couldn't have the desk anymore i can't touch it i can't (laughs) lean on it this is a takedown sometimes i knock into it with my nose now because it's right in my face edit in a boop sound (laughs) do i sound like joe rogan (laughs) It will never not be Please funny. I really, it's mine, like, which is in slow motion. <laughs> One day we will release the the tape of our attempted second episode, which I recorded in literally slow oh motion. Oh my god! Well, we can release like a minute of it, but like. <laughs> That should be our one-year anniversary gift to our listeners. I'm going to record an interpretive dance to it. (laughs) It's so, it's so funny. And God bless John. He was like, I can save it. And I was like, I don't know know if we zoomed. We set up a Zoom meeting while I was in the Adirondacks with no service at all. Um, I was thinking about that before. Uh, We started this very close to a year ago. And I was moving, and here I am moving again. That's all I'm going to say about that, but, like, time really do be like that. I It's, it's crazy because our first episode didn't release until, like, the first week of August, but we made the decision to start. Potentially the most chaotic in... year of my entire life has been the span of this podcast. And I'm so glad that we A have... A year of realizing things. <laughs> radio evidence documenting uh everything that's been happening um yeah we decided about a year ago uh that we wanted to do this podcast and then we did our first recording in june late june late june and then was i here or there i think i think we did one here and then i left but i think we did it maybe like in the days before brooke got married I think probably, and then we did, um, we did like the long form episodes two and three. Those we I was definitely, definitely up there. Yeah, and then because that was one recording session for those I was two there episodes, and then we the first week of August. We definitely recorded episode. I think we did like two, three, four, five, and we did six a lot while you there. were up there. Um, or at least two, three, four, and yeah. five for sure while you were up there. Because um, at some point we were like. This is the first episode we've recorded after the show is live, and we were in episode five six territory by by that point at least. Uh, but yeah, it's, it feels funny that we have all we have like a number of one year anniversaries, and like our one year release date is not very soon to now. I mean, it's I sooner just felt to now like than it was. So much weight on my body thinking about the year that's been. Uh, yeah, dude. I'm so um, tired. I'm so tired. Like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, this is light. We're having fun. 
Um, hi, my name is Jay. Uh, my pronouns are they and them, and don't you fucking forget it. Uh, I'm 30 years old. I live in Queens. And I've decided that transitioning is just regressing back to a high school version of yourself, but like the boy high school version of yourself who didn't want to date you. And what I mean by that is I've been listening to a lot of say anything in the last few days. What? I'm leaning in and I don't care. Yeah. What about what about the one who I went on two dates with and then wouldn't kiss? Yeah, him. That's how how dare you attack me like that with no notice? Uh uh yeah, that's that's my intro. Uh I listened to the song Constantine today by something corporate and cried while I was walking down the street. I've also been listening to a lot of punk. Did you did I inspire you? No. I I tweet so I I saw a tweet. Oh, I saw it. I, I saw, saw it. I saw a tweet. It was my own tweet, uh, which was there's my upstairs neighbor has a phone. It was very good. And when it rings, it sounds exactly like. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about getting sexual too. Yes. So the song. Wow, I could get sexual too. Whatever it's called, I'm. I'll build the playlist for this episode. And it's going to be all these songs that I've been listening to the last three days. Tank followed by Wow, I can get sexual too. <laughs> That'd be pretty clutch. That's the podcast. That is the podcast. Um, I, yeah, I have this memory of driving to an ultimate frisbee tournament, and the boy I had a crush on was driving, and I was singing the song to get attention. And we also kept driving past this street that was like Valhalla Street, and we would stop and point it out every time we drove by it. Uh, anyway, I've been building a playlist around that song, including a bunch of like, like songs from that time Can't in my wait. life. Love that. It's pretty silly. Um, it's escalating very quickly. My favorite memory of that song is uh, my really only childhood friend. Uh, had a car uh, and we were both the oldest kids in our grade so that's part of why I didn't drive for a very long time also I'm gay Um, but he drove me around everywhere uh, and often in his car was where I would be so I didn't have to be at my house Um, so I spent a lot of time driving around with him and uh, (laughs) I have a extremely strong memory of us just like driving around listening to punk like and that came on and then someone was like and we uh turned it up and drove around our like shitty suburban neighborhood and tried to offend people by yelling the lyrics out the window such an exceptional song for trying to offend people uh and us being like 16 yelling out the window of his sob oh yeah baby oh yeah baby my brother drove Um, sobs exclusively in high school and i always wanted to i loved his sob inherit its name was bambi because he got it used because someone hit a deer with it hi my name is Haley. i use they them pronouns and no 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 (laughs) chaos reigns we're having fun this episode (laughs) I wanted to make you laugh. Um, we're here to interrupt your regularly scheduled episode with some fun questions that I tried to make up because we're both having a really hard time. Fun questions! Quiz round! <laughs> this is our new segment that Haley just made up called Quiz Round! 
You, you ask me shit all the time when I'm not ready for it. I had a whole game show. This is amazing. Yes, let's play a game show. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yes. Oh. I'm infinitely glad. I'm, like, energized I live right to now. make you smile. Amazing. Um, question number one. <laughs> They're not that funny. Only you are going to laugh at this train of thought. Okay. <clears throat> question number one. Where is the joy? <laughs> Well, often there is no joy, but right no, now... No, you needed it. It's what's here. One, one thing that gave you some joy, what's, my guy? What's, well, this new game show, for one. Uh, for two, uh, I was running in the park on Tuesday, and the flowers are all like, wha-bam! And they're so bright, and they're so beautiful, uh... And it, like, feels like I'm on drugs because everything smells like spring. I've been, like, really sensory sensitive lately. So colors are, like, super vibrant in a way that I've never dialed into before. And, like, the smells of the park also both, like, oh my God. queen Do you smells like... you garden? Yeah! You want to get lit? I think Let's I go. would lose my fucking gourd if I went to a botanical garden right now. I think I would actually die. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. Incredible. Um... Yeah, everything smells, uh, like, smells a lot. Like, it smells like trash so bad right now. Uh, but it also smells like flowers. New York, baby. Oh, my I'm God. I'm sorry I can't stop leaning in. Baby. That was an amazing question. Thank you. Um, good. I'm so glad. The follow-up is better. Um, mm-hmm. I'm ready. I Next also question. am going to answer the questions. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Please. Yes. Where's the joy? Um, where is the joy? I think I'm also going to say flowers um, because I have never lived anywhere with this many flowering trees um, and it's am- it's amazing like I looked out I also I also work on like a very beautiful farm now part of it but even like my commute I've never I, I used to drive through Green Mountain Forest for an hour amen god um, but then when I was in Burlington I had just like normal shitty commutes um like everybody else (laughs) um and like all my Syracuse commutes were shitty uh and now I drive but they were all on like either like city like street like grid streets or um like beltways or whatever highways um and now I drive on a state route but like it's pretty much through like neighborhoods but is a, a faster road through neighborhoods so i get to see like people's yards mm. and there's so many beautiful flowering trees um and like it's it's just i've never needed a spring like this and it's really been beautiful and the only thing keeping me going a lot of the time it is the joy also um snails I'm going to give you the follow-up question, and I want you to see if you can find the link, because the link is the song. Who is your favorite black-eyed pea? <laughs> Where is the love? He down there. It was, <laughs> it was for the people at home. <laughs> Will I Am is my favorite black-eyed pea. A duh. Amazing. Um, Same question. A duh. <laughs> Um, you, you you had the questions prepared. I don't know. What's your favorite sandwich? Oh my gosh, so many sandwiches just flashed before my eyes. Uh, peanut butter and cheese, honorary mention. Uh, I love a Cuban. 
I don't know. That just occurred to me. I used to eat a lot of roast beef in high school, so any kind of like roast beef sandwich. Um, I'm not a big sandwich guy anymore. Jimmy John. I was saying we'll you say live and die for JJ. The Beach Club at JJ. All right. A little provolone and some avocado. That's my favorite sandwich. What's your favorite sandwich? I love a peanut butter and jelly um, and a, a really good tomato sandwich in the summer. I'm a, a recent... See, this is you've you've now mentioned the tomato sandwich a couple of times. It's I not summer yet, though. Once we get, I once cannot it's wait to hear. I will tomato monologue when it is time. I'm so excited. Um, I cannot wait. The only thing I'm going to hold you to that a good tomato. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. I like a good veggie wrap. Um, I fucked up a chicken cutlet sandwich in high school pretty hard because I'm deli <laughs> trash, but. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, middle school me loved a buttered roll. Amen. Um, Amen. And then the last one was just something silly, but we, we talked about the silly already, so uh, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to let you ask one question on your game show. <laughs> <laughs> Good face. <laughs> oh my gosh. A question? Any question? Can it be any question? Be anything. Where's the joy? Come on, bring it to me. Oh, boy. Um, Give me something fun. If you could buy a beach house, what beach would you live on? That's hard. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite beach? That's my question. Do you have a favorite beach? The capitalist in me is like, where would we buy a beach house? But really what I want to know is where do you want to go? Where can we go this summer? What beach can we go to? I love the beach. I love the beach. There are many beaches we could go to that I... I'm going to make you pick a different question because I'm going to name too many locations and I refuse to be triangulated. Um, <laughs> I know that you are here to put your details out on our podcast. I, <laughs> I'm i here to re- okay. remain... Disingenuous muse is not what I want, but uh, mysterious <laughs> film star. Okay, okay. You you beach monologue, and then I will think of a different question. A different question. Very easy. Oh, I, I, like, I, I asked you about a sandwich. Like, what's what? I don't... It's, I'm, I'm too self-involved to ask other people questions. You asked me... The, we have a podcast of you asking me questions. Um, I'm sorry. I put you on the spot. Um, um. Oh, here's a question I thought about and didn't write down. Then we're done. Uh, okay. Trashy beer of choice. Bud heavy. You are a bud heavy guy. No question. But bud heavy in a bottle all day long. I will take it over anything. Nowhere, no how, don't care. Bud heavy in a bottle, period. Amen. Same question. PBR. Oh, That's course. a very evident fact about me. I'm, an, <laughs> I'm not quiet about my steadfast love for Pabst Blue Ribbon. It won a ribbon True. at some point. 1848, baby. And baby. Uh, okay, you can answer the beach question later. Yeah, I, I, like, I would love to tell that. you about that. I just refuse to put it on air. That's fine. I'm a man of mystery. Um, for now me, it's, we're gonna it's, have Pop, it's Popham Beach. A real serious... In Maine podcast a real serious conversation um i have to pee serious podcaster time 
Is it in the shoulders? Uh, hello. Uh, today on this here I podcast of ours, go ahead. The game. I love the game show. Good. That's all. I'm so glad. We're going to come back from our short break mid-episode, and I'm going to say I loved the game show. I'm so glad. I wanted to make you laugh. So I feel great. I feel so much better. It could be the booze, but it's also the game show. Hey. Today, we're talking about being gay at work. We're talking about being queer at work. Queer yes. at work is the name queer of this episode, work. maybe. It's not, but it's the loose topic. Um, is that like... Here's the silliness. Is it like men at work? Are we, um, we're like, uh, what the, what's the song? You know. The YMCA song? Nope. That's not them. Um, oh, uh, Down Under song. Yes. My dad really likes it. I was doing the safety dance, but it's not the safety dance. That's men in hats. Yeah. The Down Under song. That's, put that on the playlist. <laughs> playlist. Um, yes. No, put it on the playlist. The same- though. I'm gonna make the the playlist is just gonna be all of the songs that we've referenced. After in this where's episode. the love? <laughs> We're just gonna start. But don't stop me now in there, but with no explanation. That's just for us. Mini so listeners Obviously. only. Mini so listeners only. Follow us on Twitter. We're talking about being queer at work because. The last We're couple queer of and weeks capitalism we have... says we have to work. Okay. Sorry, I thought I was going to burp and it was just stuck. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been talking about representation. We had kind of an explicit conversation about representation and then sort of a follow-up feelings-based representation conversation. Uh, it's It's funny because we recorded episode 20 like about three weeks ago now but it came out two days ago so it Ooh. it feels it feels very fresh I didn't and realize also it was all that the long things, ago all the things that I talked about two and a half weeks ago are still happening <laughs> so I feel exactly the same as I did on Wednesday two days ago but which will be two weeks ago now by the time you're listening um, today's April 30th we're getting serious no we're not See, no we're not um, um, I made a whole speech about how we were going to be silly. Come on. Um, <laughs> no, we're at work. Everybody, like, push up your glasses and put on your tie. Um, or take off your tie. <laughs> they can't see your eyebrows. It's a podcast. <laughs> if I wiggle them close enough to the mic, <laughs> Fuck. you think people can hear <laughs> Joe Rogan Rubbing against my glasses. Like Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast episode i'm funny um, um all right so queer work i have my bullets kick it off no baby. these bullet points don't really make any sense actually um who cares not me uh nothing we've said so far makes a lot of sense you're, you're right you're right um so you were just talking about representation um yeah. remember loosely uh, in one of the episodes that we talked about, I was talking about the pressure of if you are out at work or honestly just being perceived at work, which I would like to go into perception as a separate stem. Um, cool. And like, and presentation too, but like, um, like no matter what, uh, representation. 
um, if you choose to be out at work, oh, okay. If you choose to be okay. out at work, um, you then kind of put pressure on yourself to be like a token-ish, but like you are a representation of your community. Um, and because of the communities we are in, that can sometimes be fraught <laughs> um, in a lot of ways. Um, but also, we had been talking about good representation versus bad representation. Um, and there's a lot of stereotyping, I think, that can come from work to person in terms of your being bad representation. But I worked with children and I was not out at work but like in terms I didn't want to do this right away this is not where I wanted to start but in terms of like I wasn't out but if I was going to choose to be I was not in a place that I thought I could be the kind of representation that I thought they deserved because like Mm. that's a you know like you want to be good representation if you work with kids and like you know, I also knew that I was presenting a number of certain ways uh, with how I was dressing, and I was trying out a bunch of different things. Uh, but also, kids aren't stupid. Um, and yeah. though, you know, like, I don't know that I'm sure some of the older ones picked it up explicitly, but like, whatever. Um, is um, Even though I wasn't like explicitly out, I still wanted to be like good representation, you know? Um, and the other stem I have of that, even if we don't keep going with that right now, uh, and where I actually should have started if I had two brain cells instead of one, is, uh, are you out at work? Have you ever been out at work? I've never been out at work in any of my jobs for a lot of different reasons. That's a great place to start. I, um... You all know the origin story. I came out as bisexual when I was 17 years old and never looked back. Um, I am currently out at work. I was actually just... I find myself in a place of representation in a sort of niche community separate from work. Um, But so I've been thinking a lot about representation and presentation and um, how that's different from individuality and all this kind of stuff. So I've had a lot of this on the brain and I've been, I I have a note, um, I have had the opportunity to say all of the things that I've been thinking lately. And I think that's why I'm so emotionally exhausted and physically tired for the last couple of weeks because I've like thanks to the grace of God have been able to really like sit down and say words and be heard by people who understand and also by people who don't understand um, all of the things that have been on my mind. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation today because like this kind of culminates a lot of the things I've been thinking about. So my tiniest interruption um, before you continue is that I was just thinking before you went off on that as a, I know I always say, but, like, you speak so eloquently. I'm always floored because I can barely make coherent anything, and, like, you speak so well. (laughs) Thank you. That's very kind of you to say, and I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so I've been been thinking about all these things. I am out at work, and the story that I kind of relayed recently in the context 
of a conversation about my feeling that sharing pronouns is important, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable, um, is that I... It, it took me a while to figure out that they, them pronouns are the best choice for me. But once I did, I was all in. Um, but kind of slowly came out to people and sort of delayed my... <laughs> I delayed my coming out at work for a couple of reasons. One, um, someone I work with closely, I, I have been an out bisexual for over a decade and so in my current job which I've had for a number of years was very out just openly kind of you know I had a boyfriend at the time when I started working at the company um but you know still managed to find ways to talk about queerness my queerness um and uh it kind of got back to me through the grapevine that someone I work closely with had been saying things like I am just bisexual for attention it's not really a thing it's uh you know I'm just like a flirty person who likes attention which is funny because I'm not a flirty person and I hate attention <laughs> I would I would uh, counter those points but okay okay I like to be in control of a flirty situation and the attention I'm getting from someone. If I facilitate it or seek it out, I deeply desire it because I've chosen to have it. But I don't just like flirt with random people that I've just met. No, no, no. I think this is an important clarification because I, I understand why someone who doesn't know me would think that because I am a very... Uh, I am a very flirty person, and I do like attention. Uh, but, <laughs> but it is a, a control thing. And in the context of this particular person saying that, like, it was a sort of gross misinterpretation yeah, that's of, not of how I react. for that situation. Incre- incredibly not appropriate. So the fact that it was being talked about at, at all was very uh, surprising. But then um, there was a... Someone else I uh, am in the office with who uh, was talking about how um, it was like a niece or a nephew had just gone to college and was um, asked to share their pronouns in a get-to-know-you circle. Um, And this person that I work with was, like, shocked at that. He was like, isn't that ridiculous? And this is, like, when I still thought I was cis but was, like, a very out queer person um, and was like... No, no, I don't think that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I kind of filed it away. It's like, well, if I do, this is so funny. It still took me like however long to come out uh, and understand myself as non-binary and trans. Like, because my immediate thought do was you like, know what? Sorry, go. I, my immediate thought was like, if I ever come out or when I'm going to come out, I definitely won't come out at work because clearly it won't be accepted or understood. And so even that like minute interaction was enough for me to like be worried about eventually coming out at work before I even knew I needed to be coming out, which is like a crazy thing. So so what Um, I'm about to say is that that just had me, I had just had like a light bulb moment that like I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm thinking about all my different work situations and what I'm going to say about them because they do differ. Um, And that 
the first thing is that any which I don't I knew I did but I don't know that I knew it so consciously the first thing I do really in any space but like especially in a new workspace is I am listening to what other people are saying and I'm looking at what they're doing and how they treat each other and how they treat other people to see if it's safe for me to be there at all or to be myself there and I'm realizing that probably not everybody does that and um, a huge part of that is that I'm extremely traumatized uh, but also gay Um, I guess other people don't like have to assess their safety uh, immediately in any situation those words in that order we're having fun today guys and break. Um, anyway, that's so, something I just realized. Yeah. Keep going. Yep. Yep. And it, it's also like, I don't trust people very easily. And when that trust is lost, it is gone forever. It is impossible. It is impossible to, to re, yeah. It's, it's one of those cases where, um, like you hear those things and you eternalize them and like I think it's really important to listen to what people have to say and I think in the past I've been very sort of scorched earth where I'm like if you if you do something that bothers me I'm not going to tell you about it because it's not my responsibility to change your behavior but I'm going to choose not to be around you which I I think can be healthy and is healthy in some circumstances but I also think I've grown up a lot and want to give people a chance and I also want to tell people that what they have said has hurt me in some way and I've recently had the opportunity to do that and it was an incredibly emotional and thankfully supportive experience Mm. but it was really hard Uh, and it it was a similar situation where someone was kind of relaying an experience they had with sharing pronouns and I was like hey, here's a counter to that and here are some other things that I've been thinking about that I would like to raise in the context of this conversation. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I think that if I had the courage to tell this person that I work with, like, no, I don't think that's ridiculous that your niece or nephew or whoever it was was prompted to give their pronouns, but like, yeah, I don't think it's ridiculous. And also, I think it's shitty that you think it's ridiculous. Like, it just wasn't, it wasn't a, an opportunity for me to say that. And so I'm trying to, like, learn that. And I was, um, I've been misgendered two days in a row at work. Pew, 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 I'm working pew, pew, on pew. it. I'm working been, on it. It's been uh, a year and a half that I've been you out. What? And my, co- I was misgendered at work two days in a row. <laughs> I wish I could rapid fire this one, but it won't do it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, yeah, like, and the, the thing is, 99% of the time, my colleagues are on it. They are considerate. They are thoughtful. They are kind. Everyone has been super supportive. I am a treasured member of this team. And it was just, like, very startling back-to-back today 
in a Zoom call and yesterday in an email. And it was like, you know, a polite correction from me. I understand the mistake. I am, you know, you get generosity and grace the first time. You get less of that the second time or the third time. Um, But for the most part, you know, it's been sort of one confident correction uh, over the last, again, year and a half. Like, it was, it's like such a weird, like truly credit, credit where credit is due. It's truly a bizarro experience that has happened two days in a row. I'm going to say. Because it's happened, it's happened four times total in a year and a half that I come out. And the fact that two of them happened yesterday and today is like very That is strange. strange. Because in general, like, I really, I don't want to be like, I, I don't, I don't feel unsafe at work, but it, it is something that I am constantly thinking about. And like my, my pronouns are in my email signature and like I have coworkers who correct other coworkers, like, you know, it's, so it's, it was just, it's just been like a weird, it's been a weird week (laughs) talking about pronouns and it's been a a weird particular two days at work Um, specifically. I think that I just realized that, uh, Pretty much no one in a in a normal day of my day to day life, nobody genders me correctly. Like you mm. and one friend that I text, and that's it. Mm. Uh, nope, nobody. And then mm. even if I were looking at the last year where more people in my life were doing it a little bit um uh no you're fine I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say uh some of them stop doing it when they're mad at me or don't like what I'm saying uh which is fucked up and I think a lot of other people were only doing it at the uh, adamant behest of someone I was very close with at the time. So uh, I'm going to say almost no one genders me correctly in my day-to-day life. So, like, that's weird. Hadn't thought about that too much. Huh. That What and would that be like? Yeah. And it, it just, it's... um. Yeah, so and that's, I, that's, and that's one point. That sounds more aggressive. I'm not out at work, and I have never been out at work. So that's a, Tell that's an enormous part of it. Um, say say more, please. I am not currently out at work, nor have I. I'm trying to make sure I, I'm thinking of all of my jobs, with the exception of one, um, which I don't think that really counts. Um, one kind of fake one. Um, I have never, ever been out at any of my jobs in my whole life. Um, and that again, here, look, I can be a little bit more coherent about what I was trying to say now. I have not come out at any of my jobs. There have been people who have perceived my queerness because that's how that works. Um, Hmm. usually it's other queers because that's also how that works. So it has never... I've been very lucky that it's almost never been a negative experience. I'm going to say a couple times I've had some small issues, but like 
nothing that's you know jumped out immediately as like this very bad thing happened just some normal bad shit uh but um yeah are you so i i'm gonna what go ahead go are you not because you i'll I'll explain i'll explain yeah why aren't you so is the question that i want to ask i am not nor have i been um most of the jobs I have had uh, have been either in education or childcare in some way, um, or uh, after that in um, like agriculture and farming. And um, when I started working with kids, it was two thousand and. 13 I had I mean I had jobs in high school too but yeah um I'm gonna count the job we had together that summer as the first one there because I guess that's the first time I knew ah because that was the first time I was gay and working (laughs) (laughs) word um so uh and my hair was purple then um Mm. I dyed it in the middle of the summer and I was it uh that was a big deal um and you had been having the Jimmy John's tattoo fight. Anyway. Oh, the Jimmy John's tattoo fight. That's like a Brooke whole episode on was taking her nose ring out for perception. Jimmy John's. That's why she doesn't have it anymore. Um, fucking Jimmy fucking John's. Jimmy, fucking the man. I would, I, I would fuck up a beach club, though. <laughs> you were going to say you would fuck Jimmy John? I would probably fuck Jimmy John. No, Jimmy John is apparently a very bad man who does, like, <laughs> hurts animals and is a racist, but... Dog, I'm pretty hard up, but the idea of Jimmy John's, I would absolutely fucking get down with. But the man Jimmy John, no. But the but <laughs> Jimmy John is the concept. Yeah, absolutely. The larger Jimmy John. <laughs> the god, the godlike Jimmy John. He smiles he just, down he upon just... all of us. Uh, so I had uh been working in childcare, and it was like 2000 and education on and off. Uh, from pretty much 2013 through 2018, um, which is a huge time period from when it was not okay to be a homo uh, Mm. to when it was maybe you wouldn't get, like, hurt, maybe. Um, Yeah, 2013 to 2018. Yeah. It was, like, not okay to be gay at work. Like, all those... uh, in that in the time i think by the time i was a senior in college like so 2016 ish those like stickers were brand new that like safe space sticker that went outside a door um Mm. for like teachers and stuff like that was brand new because i remember i was student teaching in the high school and i remember seeing it and being like (gasps) and had to go like cry in the bathroom um (laughs) but um so at that point if I had come out uh even though like those were like uh what's the word I'm looking for it's not bullshit but like they would say that they were supportive communities um you know um like signaling is that what you No, it's um something rude my mom would say honestly like uh okay 
it's just so it's probably like a fucking jewish thing i don't know um they would they would like yeah like sing you know uh whatever when people are fucking bullshitting they would like say that they were a supportive community but if i were to come out as gay i would definitely lose my job um or there would be extremely serious um ramifications whether they were uh formal in in process or informal in my treatment uh which was not something I was willing to subject myself to and that would be when I was working in and around New York in different capacities as well I also worked at a a couple religious affiliated preschools more than one and different religions um and that probably wouldn't have flown um when I was in Vermont I originally was in an uh the phrase I was looking for is something close to money talks bullshit walks but that's not it but that is something my mother says um that's pretty good is that is the 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 New York Jew expression I was looking for but that's not what I meant um but I, my, my, when I was teaching elementary school, both of the towns I taught in were in extremely rural Vermont, uh, and one of them was a, a sort of smaller upscale uh, town that was big houses out in the woods, and one of them was extreme rural poverty, um, and it would not have gone over well at either of them and in one of them I would have been in very real danger um so it was not a choice uh I don't know that I would have lost my job but again like there were very serious ramifications um and that would have been from uh 2016 to 2018 um yeah I would have been in absolute danger um and that is what it is. Uh, and then I worked at a different a series of... No, I only worked at one more uh, child care place after that, and that was a, a very religious institution where I would not have been hired and would have lost my job immediately. Um, but there was also a bunch of other fucked up shit that went on there. I, I only worked there for a very short period of time. Um, and then I got into farming which was more the experience that hearing things people said in passing in the time that I was waiting to see whether it would be okay because I have a different stance on presentation in those two worlds, my presentation in education and my presentation in farming are totally different experiences, one damaging and one affirming. Um, this is the same in that uh, I was listening to what people were saying and hearing slurs in a bad way and um, the kind of things that, you know, racist things and the kind of things that people pass off a lot is, oh, they're of an older generation, they're of a different time, uh, yeah. they're, all, rural communities are, it, do have different societal norms a lot of the times, whatever. Um, 
a lot the things I hear I heard in a lot of those places made me feel that it would not be safe uh so I didn't um that's kind of the yeah I, I think that's one of the good things about me leaving education um and like also me like posturing ending... is that what I mean um maybe about education being like it's okay but it also like not really being okay because I have yeah. a lot of friends who are out teachers and they get a lot of shit and it yeah and, and I think there are a lot of things about being a teacher that I think would have killed me um that's yes but the but, the idea of like having to be presentable even like a cool gay New York City teacher with a short haircut like I, I, you were, I can't I can't really be myself all the way at work because I'm <laughs> I am who I am you were, you were saying the other day about uh, acting as representation in your community uh in a different situation but that you felt like it was your opportunity right and like this was it and you were gonna like do it or not and like that was how I felt when I was teaching a lot that like it was so much yeah. pressure in addition to yeah. all of the other reasons teaching was literally physically and emotionally killing me um yeah literally the anyway story for another day but um it's so much I agree with that feeling. Like, I don't know that I could verbalize it better than that. Um, yeah, and because I, I feel like I, I've become pretty close with my middle school music teacher. It was so um, who I wanted. It was who I needed and who I never had. And I can't do, no matter how hard I try, I can't, also can't fix that. Yeah, yeah. And I am, um, you know... Like, I don't know anything about the personal lives about these women, but just sort of having these, like, cool, short-haired, strong-willed female music teachers. Like, like even without knowing that was really important. Uh, and, like, I don't want to make an assumption. Like, like, lots of people have short hair. Um, but when I like the years that I was growing up where I was growing up like it was cool it was cool to see two points I still really want to talk about presentation after this um and I do not want to forget um but that was one of the bullet points I made was like did you do you know anyone who's like queer at work or did you know anyone who's queer at work and what I did mean was teachers in my head because growing up um the woman who gave me private lessons was like a is like a lesbian and um at first I didn't know and like we would, I would go get lessons at her house and be like oh like she lives with her friend like that's so cool and then I that I started with her in fifth grade and then I like I think maybe I was in like the middle of sixth grade and I was like oh and then like yeah honestly remember being a kid and being like what if I nah like I could be like Rose and like no not me 
um, which is the only time I ever remember like thinking about it as a kid and like it would pop into my head once in a while because she was my idol growing up she was like the big sister I never had and like was so nice to me about all the crazy mom stuff and like truly uh escorted me through every horrible teenageness and doesn't even know the worst stuff that happened by far but like was there for a lot of it um and was so gay and like is honestly like divorced and happy and has uh two 10 year old kids now uh love her love her so much um wrote my college essay about how much i loved her very gay extremely gay of me homo me being gay and not knowing it writing my college essay about how much i loved my gay lesson teacher uh and how she was my idol ridiculous (laughs) anyway that's um that's camp the end um christ